0: Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. This is Episode 79, Who Are You Writing For? Coming to you on Tuesday, June nineteenth, two 2018. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find it difficult to figure out where exactly I'm trying to go with a new story. It's usually a new book, or sometimes it can just be the first book of a series, which kind of sometimes makes it doubly hard. And it's not really the story or the characters that I haven't figured out any anymore than I, you know, haven't figured out anything that's the beginning of a story. But sometimes it's just hard to figure out of all the different ways that I could do something, what's the best way to do it. And if I do things in a way that is, um, oh, let me just go here and go here and go here and I'll figure it out when I do the edits. Sometimes the edits still don't quite bring it back into focus just right. And I can find the rewriting then to be longer than I think it should be and more frustrating than I think it needs to be. (laughs) And so um, what I started doing was I took a clue from some online marketing gurus and I started trying to figure out who is the one person that really loves this kind of book that I write. And I write a couple of different sorts of things. So you would probably need to have a different one person if you write, different things. Like I write romantic comedy. I write chiclet, which is slightly different. The romantic comedy is um, sweet romantic comedy. The chiclet is a little sassier. It has a little bit more of a, it's not gritty, but it's grittier than the sweet romantic comedy. And then um, I've got the superhero books. And I also have a couple of things that are in the works that I've only written, you know, a few words on, um, you know, ten thousand words here or a few paragraphs there. And, um, and those are also really different. So I've got kind of this supernatural suspense sort of thing going. And I've got this chiclet ghost story series <laughs> that I can't get out of my head and I just need to write down. So let me tell you what I've been doing with trying to figure out who is my one reader for each of these stories and why it's working for me. And then we can see whether or not something like this might help you to develop a stronger focus for each of your books okay now my Straits of Loon Lake series that has been kind of a long time coming I decided that I wanted to do something that is um, genuinely clean, wholesome, sweet Uh, if anybody is swearing or having sex they aren't doing it in a way that the readers reading it (laughs) Um, so it's completely there's no other way to say it's completely clean it's very g-rated it really anyone could read it of any age and uh, and I think not find anything to take offense. Now, for this kind of book, um, I wasn't 100% sure who my reader was honestly, but I had put the, uh, the original first chapter in the back of some of my other books as a uh, excerpt, you know, for coming soon. Now, this book was a long time coming because of all the moving that I was doing. And so I think it was maybe two or even three years that I had this one reader on my uh, email newsletter list named Donna. And she would ask me every few months, how is Love at the fluff and Cold coming? Is it out yet? Is it ready? Are you working on it? And she was so wonderfully encouraging. And she's just like, I love that excerpt. I want to read the whole book. When is it ready? And she did it in this way that was really making me want to write and give it to her because it was just so kind. And, and uh, yeah, it was just very positive and encouraging. And this woman, Donna, was kind of a big force behind me saying, okay, I know what I want to write, and I'm going to do this. Donna loves this book, and I'm going to write this book for Donna. Like, I'm going to have her in my head. This is what she seems to like about this particular style of my writing. And and that was a big part of what I had in my head when I was writing it. And I think it made the book a lot more clear in my mind, and therefore focused and didn't go off in, you know, three different directions. Now, my Traverse City in Love series is chick lit. So it's got a few swear words, you know, nothing too bad. Um, I don't think there's any, yeah, there's no sex that's happening on the page. And in fact, um, in the first book, uh, Little Miss Lovesick, um, they don't actually even have sex in the first place. Um, But but it's, you know, it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more like me. Like, so it's it's got people doing and thinking and saying things that are definitely more like me. And my friend Rachel, God bless her, thinks I'm really funny, which I love. I love if somebody thinks I'm funny. Of course, my husband John says, well, it's just because you like being the center of attention. Well, I don't know. I'm sure that there is some truth in that, but I do like making people laugh. I love making people laugh. I have ever since I was a little kid. And my friend, Rachel, thinks I'm really funny. (laughs) And so, when I'm writing Chiclet, I pretty much am thinking, what would Rachel think is funny would Rachel think that was funny as I'm going would Rachel like that if the character did that Oh, you know what this would be what makes Rachel laugh and I'll have that in my head a lot when I'm trying to make a decision about whether or not I'm doing something the way that I I really want to do it or if I'm kinda going off on a tangent like had an idea and honestly that's not really the way um, these books or this series you know really would go so different kind of person who sees me in a different way and who sees my writing in a different way. Now, the superhero books, I didn't really have anyone specific in mind because to me that was a whole totally different new thing. Um, I had read a few superhero books that had been out before I started writing mine and um, they were not at all like what I wanted to write and not that... um, Not to say not that interesting, but they just didn't grab me. It wasn't the story that I wanted to read. And I wanted to write the story that I wanted to read. And I hadn't really seen it out there yet. So in a way, the superhero books I had been writing pretty much just for me. And I think that that was good in as much as I was just like, I would love to see characters who are kind of like me and have faith similar to mine, but also have like big issues and get mad at God and get mad at their husband and um, and don't know what they're doing with their life, but then they realize that they could do a lot more than, than they are doing. And like I just wanted to explore all of these things that were a lot of the things that I wonder about myself, the things that I struggle with myself. And so in most ways, I think that I was writing those books really just to please myself and entertain myself. And um, based on the reviews, I can definitely see that I did entertain some people and I really did not entertain other people. Now that's okay because you can't, nobody's ever written a book that every single person in the whole wide world has liked. Um, it's just never happened. It will probably never happen. <laughs> and and I'm okay with that. But um but it probably, um, I'm guessing that it would have been better if I had a single person in mind and was thinking, okay, what would this person like, again, just to help me be focused? And not not a matter of, um, well, I don't like onions, but she likes onions, so I'll add onions. I don't mean that, but I mean when you're trying to entertain Um, like someone that you're having coffee with, you know, you're having coffee with your friend or you've got people over and you're just like wanting to tell them the story and make them gasp or make them laugh or whatever. Um, there, There are things that you're looking at your audience and you're gauging their reaction and it helps you to tell the story better for that audience. And maybe you'll tell it slightly differently to a different audience. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, when I found out that my friend Stephanie really likes my superhero books, which I am pretty sure I didn't know how much she liked them until I started talking in the last few weeks about just wondering whether or not I was still on the right track, whether I should keep writing or if I should do something else with my life. Um, She was saying, I love your superhero books. And, And I was saying to her, really? I am pretty sure I didn't know that. So I have a feeling now that I might have Stephanie in my head, like, thinking to myself, oh, well, Stephanie really likes my superhero books. So, and, and she's mentioned this and this and this that she likes about them. So, okay, when I write this next book, like, I'll be thinking, how can I entertain Stephanie with this book? I think that's probably really going to help. And then um, this... <laughs> So I had this idea for a Chiclet ghost story kind of uh, trilogy, um, kind of a you know how the Sixth Sense the the whole kind of tagline idea of it was I see dead people, and so this is I see live people. <laughs> In my head, it's very funny, um, and I I've, I've really only met one or two per- people who also immediately, without me having to explain it thought oh my gosh it's really funny I want to read it and the person who had the strongest reaction is my new friend Kristen and she was like oh that sounds great I want to read it and I was like oh someone someone likes this idea that's amazing okay cool and all of a sudden I just really wanted to write it because I had someone to write it for and maybe that's one of the bigger things like it's not really so much a marketing trick I mean I did learn this idea from marketing people Having you know your one perfect customer, who's your tar- who's your target audience, and narrow it down to that one person, and they call it you know the avatar. You know she's this is her name, and she's this old, and she has this many kids, and she does or doesn't work outside the home doing this or that, and and you know she drives this kind of a car, and blah blah blah. I mean, like they get it really detailed. Which um, to make up a, a made up person like that for me now, I'm like I've already moved right into the land of fiction anyway. <laughs> So for me, uh, when these marketing people are talking about creating this perfect avatar, they're selling a, a real product and they're making up a, a fictional character <laughs> that they're selling it to. Whereas I'm selling fiction and I found it much easier to focus when I have a real person <laughs> that I'm writing to. So. I have a as it turns out I have a different person in mind for each one of my series. I haven't t- quite decided who is my who is my person that I'm really writing for when it comes to my uh, supernatural angels and demons series um, because I've I've started and stopped that book several times just trying to figure out, you know, where where is it? You know, you're still trying to dig into what is the book and where where is the story really, and what is the tone, and that sort of thing. And so since I've done it a couple of different ways, and people have commented very positively about this part or that part, well, those two parts are really different. So, so I haven't quite figured out that one yet. But I'm really not working on that book right now, so it'll be a good thing. Now remember um, when Chris Fox was here talking about his plot gardening technique? So that is definitely something that's going to be great for the plot gardening. Like I've got probably 12 or 15,000 words written on that book. I've got two or three different beginnings. I've got a couple of different tones. Um, I've actually got most of the plot. I just have to figure out like really where am I trying to go with it and what's the what's the tone and storyline that really says the story that I you know still have kind of inside my chest or inside my gut it hasn't come out enough yet for me to really figure it out so the plot gardening is going to be great for that and with these other stories I think it's really great that I can have a better focus and I wanted to bring that up to you because maybe you don't have one person in mind or maybe you write two or three different things and you have the same person in mind, but you're not sure whether or not it's really working. It may be because you need to have, um, for something that you write that's nonfiction, you need to have this person in mind who loves every time you teach them something new. Or if you're writing something that's funny, someone who thinks that you're hysterical and they love reading everything that you write that has anything funny in it or somebody who's like, you write the best love stories, I love the love scene part of what you write, or somebody who's, I don't know where you come up with all of this imagination, you know, when you're doing the space opera or the science fiction, but I love the way you do it. And those are going to be different readers. So give this some thought, think about whether or not it can work for you, and then start thinking of real life people. Maybe start talking to a few people, you know, friends, readers, and see who it is that you're like, yep, this book I'm gonna write for so-and-so and I'm not talking about who you're gonna dedicate it to but who are you writing to entertain if this was the only person who is gonna be able to read your book who would you most want to read it because they would love it more than anybody else you know that is who I think that we should be writing for it's what I'm gonna be working on the for the rest of this year and I hope it works well for you in the meantime, have an awesome week. We are going to be hearing from Sydney a B later this week on Thursday, and she's got some fun things to talk to us about uh, uh, regarding uh, her writing and the books that she's working on. She has actually taken a real-life person in her family from a couple generations ago and created a novel based on her life. So it's going to be really interesting. I hope you join us and have some fun with that. Have a great week, happy writing, and enjoy something fun this week. Find your joy. Make sure that you hang on to it. Don't lose it. Don't follow me in that, in that direction of losing your joy. Hang on to it. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later.